Are we there yet? I really, really have to pee. Mom, she's on my side of the seat. That's not fair. She's hogging all the seat. Are we there yet? My stomach hurts. Are we there yet? Everybody, welcome back to. Oh my god. I just had a total fucking meltdown. You forgot what you were going to say? No, my brain, my mouth was moving <laughs> oh, faster no. than my brain could cooperate. I'm very tired. Today. I'm rubbing off on you. You pulled a Kim. A little stupid. Well, I don't want to be like you. It makes me sad. I'm supposed to be the smart one, remember? I remember. I don't feel like it today. I need to figure out why I'm so tired, by the way. Because you'll you go to bed when you have to get up four hours later. That's that's why. Do you pay any attention to when I actually come to bed? Well, oh, no, no, because you've, I'm sleeping. You've been asleep for twelve hours. Don't wake me up either. No Tell way. me. Don't wake me up and say, "Hey, no, I'm, I'm coming I'm going to bed." To. By the way, I'm coming to bed. Anyway, this is episode number six hundred fifty-one. Agony. Something that some people in this house need to understand what real agony is. Oh, I think they've been an issue. I, I don't think they have. I think so. I don't think they have. Trust me. We'll talk about it in a minute, but you cannot compare. No, it's not even comparable. If they're going to call us, where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. show at gmail.com. Don't forget, Amazon's our sponsor. If you go to our website and you click the link, or there you podcast.com, you click the Amazon link, and you shop there, I get paid. Right, that's Christmas good for is coming. Not only in, two months away. Not in America. No Christmas for anyone in America. Aww. It's, it's bad out there. I'm not, I'm not happy. Handmade Christmas this year. You, you can people just, start now, you can do it. You can just give me coupons for blood jobs and I'll be happy. Stick them under the tree. Cut it out. So the other day, we uh, were enjoying what I thought was going to be a day off. I had taken the day off because I had worked a lot the previous week. And so I had some time to just chill. And so. I was not working, mm-hmm. and I was going to take you to dinner or lunch. We were just going to have a grand old time, just you and I. Yeah, we were going to have a boring day because people have been homesick or there have been teacher work days. Right, none of that shit. It was just going to be me and you hanging out, being having fun. And then at 8.30, mm-hmm. your phone rings. It wasn't even 8.30. It was barely 8 o'clock. Right, okay, fine. Yeah, it, it makes wasn't. a big difference. Nobody good is calling at 8 o'clock in the morning. Who was it? It was thing one. And what was she doing? She was panting, crying, barely understandable. Right. And in, incoherent. In right. Now, here's the thing. I don't want to hear that when you call me. Pull it to fucking gather before you call me. I'm saying. Or here's the other thing. And this is the reason why I believe text messages were originally created. If you're too incoherent yeah. to talk, send me a fucking text message. Well, I don't think she could really do that either. I'm I think saying. she could. I think she could. I don't She's know. She's being a little whiny bitch. So Knock it off. You're, you're like, I, I don't know what your problem is. You need to go to the medical center at your university, right? Well, yeah. She was telling me she didn't feel good. So first I tried to get her to lay down in the middle seat of, of the, the car of the to car. see if right. it would pass. Down. Right. Just chill for a second, calm down. Because often when I'm blinded by abdominal pain, the best option for me is to just lay down. Cut it out. <laughs> It'll go away. Well, sometimes, yeah, I don't know if she had major gas pains or what. If you lay down on your left side many times, that will alleviate the problem. Well, she should do like you. You usually lay on your stomach and stick your butt up in the air a little bit. Yeah, she could do that. 
So after a couple of minutes, that didn't help. Now I was nervous that she was going to be in so much pain she couldn't get out of the car. And right. nobody was going to find her in the parking lot. Right. Now, and it was going to be 90-something degrees that day. I didn't want to roast it in the car. Right. Now, I said, I know exactly where she is. I see her on the GPS. Should we just go get her? You did not say that. Yes, that I did. That was the very first thing I said. I said we should do. Should we go get her? Is, is this too much of a problem that she can't handle her on? Should we go get her? Because I don't know what's going on. You're talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. So she decides she's going to get up and go for a walk. She's going to walk to the clinic. To the healthcare Correct. clinic on campus. Fine. Correct. Fine. So she's walking all around. She can't find it. Uh, You're looking on the GPS, telling her exactly which exactly direction she go. needs to go. Turn fucking left and walk yes. straight. I can see exactly where are you, dummy. Turn and walk. You can't miss it. It's right in fucking front of you. I know she. Oh, she was in pain. There it is, right in front of me. So she gets there. And the doors are locked because they chose that day to have a staff meeting. Okay. She's going to have to wait two hours for it to open. Do you want to know my honest opinion? What? I don't think that happened. Okay. I, I don't think any of the, the part of the story that she told us happened. I, I refuse to believe that medical staff saw a college student doubled over in agony outside their door and said, oh, we're having a meeting. They didn't talk to her. I, they just understand? barely glanced over there and then they ignored her. Right. But you know what I'm saying. I don't think she was at the right building, to be honest. I think she was at some other building where there were non-medical teachers who were like, who's this fucking kid? Get out of here, crackhead. All right. So then I convinced her that maybe she just had to use the restroom. So go to the restroom in a heavily pop- populated building so that there would be other people about. Right. Go where somebody can see you if you collapse in a right. puddle of your own blood and vomit. So she says, okay, uh, I'll, I'll call you right back fine 20 minutes later i hear nothing i'm like well crap so i call her phone again and she picks up but all i can hear is mayhem in the background i can't i can't hear anything that's going on and she's not talking right now this has been about 45 minutes and i've asked a hundred times do we need to go get her nobody needs to go get her everything's gonna be fine and then you don't know what to do you're panicking i'm panicking we don't know what the fuck happened for all we know she's been kidnapped by white slavers and they're busy cutting her open and taking her organs Mm mm-hmm Five minutes later, well, who, who I, I called campus security and I said, "Look, my daughter is feeling ill. I know where she is. Can you right. just please have somebody go check on her?" Did you dispatch the troops? Yes. And so they said, "Well, we'll we'll check and see what's going on, and we'll call you back." So yeah, five minutes later, get a phone call. It's campus security. They are now talking to the EMT because mm-hmm. thing one is packed up in an ambulance yeah. heading in, in for ambulance. the hospital. How many times have you ridden in an ambulance? Never. Never. Except to throw candy in a parade. I've never ridden in an ambulance. I had an open gaping machete wound. I did not ride in an ambulance. I thought I was having a heart attack and I drove myself to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Uh, you fell down some stairs in college and literally ripped your knee off. And did not ride in an ambulance. Mm-hmm. And yet our daughter has a little tummy ache and gets in a fucking ambulance. Now, I got mad and everybody's like, don't be a dick. Your daughter was in pain. I got mad because in this age of you don't know what the fuck your insurance is going to cover. Yeah. All I could see was she is out of my coverage area and I can see fucking dollar signs just rolling every second that she's in transit. And like I said, I was mad, too, because I had called this a fucking hour before when I said, should we just go get her? Because we could have fucking analyzed it. She would have calmed down because her mommy would have been there to rub her head. 
squirt a little breast milk in her mouth, bring her back to the room, give her her banky. She'd have been fine. So at this point, she's been transported in an ambulance, which could mean any number of things because, A, colleges are ridiculously fearful in Texas of any liability, right? If somebody gets sick, they close the whole fucking dorm until they make sure that that person doesn't have meningitis, right? They're they're very fucking panicky about something happening on their campus. So as far as I know, she had indigestion, and their answer was to put her on an ambulance. Or maybe she has an actual problem, right? Right. But both of us were pretty sure what it was, weren't we? Yeah. Pretty fucking sure. So off we go to the hospital. Now we get there, and to be fair, the hospital was not busy. Thank God. Uh, We were ushered right in to see her. I parked. You went in. I get in. And what's the verdict? Uh, Kidney stone. Fucking. Got a kidney kidney stone. stone. And I don't even, I, even the doctor was like, well, we're going to take some CAT scans and look. It might be a kidney stone. But even if it is a kidney stone, it's a tiny, tiny little fucking speck of a kidney stone. Now, you and I both passed boulders. There are urethras. Without needing to get in a fucking ambulance. I passed my second one by myself. Mm-hmm. At home with a glass of fucking yeah, water. Yeah, but she's a kid. She's never felt pain like that before. She didn't have any idea what was going on. Okay, but do you, whenever you had a kidney stone. And honestly, you really do have to get it checked out the first time that you have it okay. if you don't know what it is. Right. But when you had a kidney stone, mm-hmm. you were, and you're the toughest person we know. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, this is the woman who delivered three babies out of her vagina with a Tylenol tablet for their only medication. Didn't even get doped up when they were uh, reconstructing your slit after the particular horror show that was Thing One's birth, right? Yeah. When you had a kidney stone, all you could do was crawl across the floor with a trail of vomit leaking out of your mouth. You, I did you, not get any vomit on the floor, you mind you. You couldn't stand up. You couldn't talk. You could barely breathe. Right? Yeah. It was incapacitating. Yeah, but I had a goat's agonized. head kind. Okay, but I'm just saying. Yours wasn't the same kind. I had, when I had my kidney stone, it was enough pain where I, I couldn't talk about it. All I could do there was fucking lay. I get there, thing one's laughing, she's carrying out conversations, the fucking boy is there. Which, why? Why are you here? That was all I could think of. I was like, you're just really capping off my day good, you fucking curly-headed freak. Get out, out Did it not annoy you that he was there? A little bit. A but... lot. Not a little bit, a lot. Like, get the fuck out of here. Are you going to pay for any of this shit? No. Then get out. In here fucking ruining my day even more. So I decided that it would be a good time. To bust up my iPad and show her pictures of what might be inside her. <laughs> well, first you show you show pictures of actual kidney stones, right. which was really helpful. <laughs> well, the, the problem with kidney stone pictures on the internet is there's very rarely any scale. <laughs> right. So they look like World War II depth charges. They're all spiky and rusty looking. They might be as big as your head as far as you can tell from looking on the internet. Right. Well, and don't forget the doctor came in and asked her what her what her pain level was on a scale right. of one to ten. And this was after she'd already had some medication, which was essentially glorified Motrin. Correct. Very minor medication. Mm-hmm. And she was still feeling the pain, the stabbing pains. Right. And so they came in and gave her something else. Yeah. And she 
Uh, gets this, the injection in the was, IV. She was her, her pain was at a five. She says right, which is to me a five is I'm uncomfortable, but I'll deal. Right? Isn't that doesn't that what a five seem like to you? Okay. I mean, if, if somebody asked you if you had a splinter in your thumb, that would be like a one. Well, yeah, like by the hangnail right? I got right now. That's like a three. That's hurting me. But it's like a three, right? Mm-hmm. But you can still go by your day. Uh, let, let's just put it in perspective. When you cut off your thumb, what was that? Oh, I think I said eight. Or nine. A thumb is an eight or nine. When you had your kidney mm-hmm. stone, it was a twelve. I think I said eight or nine then too. Uh, that was a lie. Your kidney stone hurt worse than your thumb. Your thumb, you could at least talk to me and explain what was happening. When you had your kidney stone, all you could do was go and crawl. She was able to carry on a conversation. The doctor still goes, eh, I'll give you some narcotics. Why not? So he puts it in there, and about a half a second later, her face turns bright red. Right. Her hand goes to her throat, and she shoots up, sitting straight up. Now, mind you, she had been unable to sit up at all previously because it hurt too much. Mm-hmm. And she comes shooting up and says that she can't breathe. Right. Now, here's the problem. She's never had narcotics before. Right. So we were afraid so, that she was allergic to it. Right. As near as I can tell. She was going into anaphylactic shock. Right. She was fine, and now she's going to die. Right. Right. Because <laughs> that has happened. Right. And I and there are people in both of our families who were fine and got a shot and it damn near killed them. Mm-hmm. Right. So I go out there and I go, I don't know what's going on. Somebody gave my doctor, my daughter a shot of pain medication and now she can't breathe. And that gets attention in the emergency room. It does. <laughs> they were looking for something to do anyway. They were kind of bored. Right. So they all come rushing in. They look at her. The guy plugs in the, the uh, blood oxygen meter. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at her and he goes, you're fine. He said it doesn't get any higher than 100. Right. You're That's as high you're as it fine. goes. She was just panicky because she yes. never felt the, that narcotic hit her like that before. And she felt her chest felt heavy. Yeah. Then once it kicked in, she was like, oh. You're super I fucking I kind of like this. Yeah, she's like you. She would be absolutely no fun at a party. Would you like to try this? Sure. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. What did you give me? <laughs> that was a bear. Yeah. So, fucking so yeah, okay, you're showing her pictures of kidney stones. Right. Which she was unamused by. Right. And then what did you go to next? Well, after she was good and high, I busted out the alien chestburster sequence from the original alien movie. Yeah, and I liked right as the creature was making right. his most horrific scene, bursting out, right? That's when the doctor came in. Yeah, he laughed. He thought it was funny. <laughs> it was just funny. So she was there for four hours, I think, total, check in to check out, came home, passed the stone about, what, five hours later? Yeah, really, her kidney stone was kind of a non-event. She really could have just come home, had some fucking tea and a big glass of water and been fine. Yeah, but now, I mean, the even the nurse told her, once you have one, you're going to have more. Yeah, it's just She's only 18, so she's got the rest of her life to look forward to them. Now, she tried to blame this on you and I, saying it was our fault. But you and I did not have kidney stones until we were 40. Right. right? I mean, here's the difference, kid. I have told you for, and this is ever since she started working, she would drink gallons of fucking sweet tea while she was at work. And I said, you can't do that. You're dehydrating yourself and you're going to give yourself kidney stones, you dumbass. Mm-hmm. So no, all I you kidlets out there, don't think you're too young to get a kidney stone. Knock off the soda habit. Yeah, you you really can't just drink soda all the time. And it was funny. Did I were you watching TV the other night? Whenever they were showing the differences in drink sizes. Oh, well, it was some retro movie that we were watching. 
no, 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 no. There was, oh, a, there was an, an actual, actual, an actual special. It was an actual, oh. it wasn't a documentary, but it was on one of the food networks and they were showing the differences through time. And in the 50s, they had something called Ultra Mega Thirst Buster. Mm-hmm. And it was eight in ounces. In a can, 12 ounces. <laughs> 12 ounces, twice as big as your normal drink is what it said. That's what it said. Now, the smallest drink you can get in most places is 48 ounces. Like in a 7-Eleven, 48 ounces. That's the, small, the smallest one you can get. We drink too much fucking soda. It is true. I remember when I was a kid, I would be ecstatic to share one can of soda with my sisters. Yeah, it was a 12-ouncer. That was a lot of soda. Mm-hmm. Most kids couldn't finish a whole soda. You know what I'm saying? You would start to drink a 12-ounce can of soda. You're like, oh, that's too much. I can't drink. It but is ridiculous how our perspective has changed. So, you know, for your health, just limit it. Just cut back on the soda a little bit. You'll, you won't be fat, and you won't get diabetes, and you won't be ridiculous. And um, you might save yourself a trip to the emergency room. And here's the other thing. If you, if you think you have a kidney stone, don't go to the ER. Just fucking cut it out. Be a man. A steak and shake restaurant in Cleveland, Tennessee, was sued by a couple who claimed it served a hot sauce that sent their son to the hospital. Tim and Mary Catherine Gann said a restaurant server gave their minor child a bottle of Blair's Megadeth sauce for his chili and encouraged him to eat some. When he did, he broke out in hives, had trouble breathing, and suffered severe pain. The brand isn't customarily served by the chain, according to the Cleveland Daily Banner. Megadeth's maker warns that it's 500 times hotter than a jalapeno. I I have no sympathy Mm. for this family. I'm smelling a scam. I, I don't have any sympathy for this family for a couple of reasons. One, some waiter comes up to me and my family in a restaurant and offers my kid a bottle of Megadeth hot sauce, and I don't see that bottle anywhere on any other table. Mm-hmm. No, that's my answer. No. It's really hot, kid. And I, I will say, fuck off, waiter boy. Get out of here. Do you think they brought it themselves? No. And I th- we're trying I, to pull I, a scam, no. like uh, a worm in the salad, no, 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 no. a I, finger in my chili. I don't think that's what it was. I really think that the waiter was just a douchebag. Because many, not all, but many, many teenage boys are douchebags, don't you think? And would do this kind of trick. Hey, kid, you want to try a little hot sauce? Just a little bit. And you chili. Yeah. Spice it up. Oh, my God, it's so fucking hot. You're going to die. And I like hot stuff. But even I have my limits. And if it, it just says, this is retardedly hot, I'll pass. I don't think I would even touch the bottle. No. I don't do hot no, stuff. No, no. I think it would get no. a little tiny bit on my sensitive, delicate skin. Oh, God. And then my luck, I would, like, sneeze and rub my eye or something. That's exactly what your luck would be. <laughs> exactly. You would, you would look at the bottle, you would rub your eye, and you would lose an eye. Uh-huh. But don't you think the parents have to take some responsibility? I do. Here? I mean, a little just, bit. just say no. Just say no. You don't need that. Yeah. Why do you kids... taste it first before you go put anything in it? Right. We And we are not the kind of people that don't let our kids try food, right? We always tell them, I don't think you're going to like it, but go ahead and give it a shot, especially with spicy stuff. Most of them are not huge fans of the spicy, you know? Which thing is kinda, three likes thing the three spicy, likes spicy stuff, stuff, but sometimes but, it doesn't like her. Right, but it doesn't agree with her stomach all the time, and she's allergic to a lot of shit. Mm. And so I just usually say, this is hot for me. You, It will be very hot for you. That's just a guarantee. You're not used to this kind of shit. And again, if it says, I'm 500 times hotter than a jalapeno, it's not food anymore. It's a weapon. Exactly. Did they say how old this kid was? Uh, you read the story. Because it kind of matters. Well, it's not in my story. So so I think he was like 12, 11, 12. He was a kid. And, and, you know, when you're 
like a 17 18 year old boy fucking with a 12 year old boy sounds like fun right hazing younger boys is kind of a given so i'm sure that's what happened but again i don't think the parents should get a fucking dime i think this guy should be fired the restaurant should go dump you're a dumbass get the fuck out of here but i don't think the parents should get a fucking dime you let your kid put that in his face you have to take fucking responsibility for that yeah, I don't. I, I'm not really sure where the parental responsibility stops when the kid's getting punked. If that's what happens. Well, here's what happens when somebody says, "Would you like to try some Megadeth hot sauce?" As a parent, you should say, "No." Yeah. How about you let me read the label? Right. Can I take a look at what you're about to put in my son's food before you slip him a roofie and take him out back and take liberties with his butthole? I don't know what you're doing. No. You're not giving my kid any food. No. Fuck off, waiter boy. Well, it's not like they put the super hot sauce in a regular hot sauce bottle, so they right. wouldn't know what it was. It was right. clearly <laughs> marked. So. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of getting to be an asshole about parents taking responsibility for shit. You got to fucking, if your kid does something dumb, or you allow your kid to do something dumb, nobody's at fault but you. You know, it's like people that try to sue the skate parks where their kids go skateboarding and bust up an arm. No, you have to sign a release that, before you let them skate. You think that keeps I mean, parents it's a calculated from, risk. Do you think that stops parents from trying to sue well, people? Well, probably not. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's dumb. Take responsibility for your own kid. Let them do only what you feel is acceptable risk for you. Keeping in mind that if something goes wrong, it's on your tab. Right? That's how I always look at shit. I will let my kids do whatever that I feel that I can pay to repair the damage for. That's true. <laughs> All right, you ready for my next, next story? story. Controversy over a popular dance style known as grinding has finally cropped up in Maine's largest school district. Many students at Portland High School are angry because Principal Mike Johnson has prohibited grinding and other forms of inappropriate dancing at Saturday's homecoming dance. Some students are threatened to are threatening to boycott the annual event because grinding, dancers holding each other closely and rubbing pelvises, usually with the boy standing behind the girl, is the only way they know how to dance. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I don't I, believe that. Not trying to sound like an old fogey, but if I had just started randomly dry humping a chick on the floor of the dance at my school, uh, a male teacher would have busted me in the head. They wouldn't even ask questions. They're like, stop grinding your cock on this girl's ass. That is rude. It's just ridiculous anyway. It's all, it's the only way in this day and age have seen all, many, many different kinds of dance. Don't tell me they don't know how to do anything else. Again, it's not dancing. Much like Megadeth hot sauce is not food. The grinding is not dancing. It's the preliminary to fucking. It's what you do when your people are at home and you're afraid to take off your pants. Well, I, I mean, I don't think it's always necessarily like that, but it is it's a defiant sort of dance it's an in your face what are you going to do about it sort of thing you, you it's the ultimate teen smack dance you know what i'm saying you think that girls letting dudes rub their cocks on their ass crack is not a prelude to sex you're insane you I'm have lost saying, your sometimes mind. they're just being retarded but okay. it brings up the point that Thing 2 refused to go to her home, homecoming because she didn't want random boys grinding on her. Yeah, that's ridiculous. That was the sole reason that she it's, didn't want to go. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And here's the thing. You may think that the girls are just being silly and defiant. The boys are trying to fuck something. That's what they're doing. As soon as a girl lets a boy, and let me just, again, this is a message to all the lady folk. If you let a man rub his penis clothed, 
unclothed with a two by four between you against your butt. He is thinking he has, if not a green light, at least a yellow light and a proceed with caution. He believes he is microseconds and millimeters away from fucking you. That's why you're letting him rub his dick on you. Now, if you don't want a guy to think he should be allowed to fuck you, do not allow him to rub his penis on your ass crack. Well, here's the thing. When the kids take a stance saying that they don't know how to do it any (laughs) other way, they're taking a great risk that their next PE session is going to be square dancing. (laughs) Perhaps the waltz, maybe a foxtrot, <laughs> tap dancing, maybe for some of them. You know, if I was a principal, I'd just go, then fine. Fuck you, don't come. It's not my responsibility to, to let you little fuckers do whatever you feel like doing. You're being ridiculous. Not to mention the fact that if you combine this grinding with the homecoming dresses that the little sluts around here wear, oh, yeah, where naked. everything is fucking hanging out, then now tell me we're not seconds away from people getting fucked in the back alley. It's, it's true, not I right. know, where the dresses keep it's getting shorter right. and shorter and shorter, where they're really not covering anything anymore. Right. When the teachers say, you know, it has to be fingertip length and the girl's shoulders are suddenly way up by her ears so that her <laughs> fingertips are just right past her butt. Come on. It's dumb. It's dumb. And if, if parents don't, if I was a parent and I found out my child was engaging in a lot of grinding at school, I would go to the school myself and say, you need to make sure this shit doesn't happen. I don't need foreplay going on on the fucking dance floor. Knock it off. Well, I mean, you you get probably just as many parents that are upset about it as those that are supportive. If, If any parent is upset that the school won't allow a teenage boy to hump their daughter, I'm telling you, there are plenty of moms out there that have defended their daughter's dress choice okay and that will say it's good clean fun at least they're not out shooting each other up okay remember last week when you said it was a-okay for parents to lose their kids if they had a joint right that's it's a-okay to take the kids if there were other extenuating don't you think it should be a-okay that you yank the kids out of the fucking house when the mom's going it's perfectly fine if my daughter has her ass actually showing in her dress and a teenage boy or a number of teenage boys are actively trying to fuck her while they're dancing that is a-okay by me that those kids need to be out of that house you are a shitty parent and you're raising a generation of fucking delinquent mongols knock it off i mean i'm gonna start a dare program called parents against ignorant parents pape (laughs) that doesn't exactly roll off the tongue does it all right you ready for my next story shotgun to the fucking head i don't understand why we allow parents to continue to behave like this People like this should have to go to fucking classes that explains, here's why you're an idiot and you're fucking up the entire country. That's the thing I don't think people understand. Parents who support this kind of shit, they support letting their kids grind away. They support letting their kids run around school with their tits and their ass hanging out. Those or going to school with their trousers down by their knees. I'm talking about those Mm -hmm. parents are actively destroying this country. You, You can say anything you want about how businesses are bad for the country. I don't disagree. What's destroying the country is stupid parents and their stupid kids. That's the problem. Okay. Here's my next story, and I wonder how this guy's kids turned out. A former building inspector with the city of Edmonton, who was caught coming out of a woman's bedroom closet after playing with her vibrator, has been found guilty. 
Robert Shostak, 55, was convicted of unlawfully being in a dwelling house Friday in court of Queen's bench. That is not nice. That is just not That nice. is like beyond creepy. It's like the ultimate creepy Halloween-ish story where somebody's <laughs> lurking unbeknownst in your closet, getting in your private things. How many times did he do it before he got caught? Well, he was a building inspector, so he, he came under he came into her house to do an inspection, and while he was in there, he was like, what's this? And he's playing with it. Now, you're a creep, because most guys who aren't creeps would go, well, that's her lady robot. I'll leave that alone. You're not getting in people's drawers when you're doing it was a, a building it was inspection. In her, it, was in her, it was on a shelf in her closet. It was in a Hello Kitty box underneath <laughs> no, the rolled up comforters. It Come wasn't. on. It wasn't. Even the chick said it was on a shelf in the closet. But you don't touch it. Ew, it's gross anyway. That's the thing. Don't touch that. You don't know what That's was... one of those things that if my kids would touch, man, you're slapping their hands so they drop it like a hot potato. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know if she cleans that thing when she's done with it. Probably you know she, it's all full of vagina germs. Ew. Leave it alone, dude. Plus, I feel bad for the chick because once somebody handles your lady robot, you got to get a new one, right? You can't go back to using the old one. Heck Some, yeah, it has to look it. and function completely differently than the original. <laughs> well, great. I really like the way this one was shaped, but now I have to get a totally different kind. Yeah, otherwise you have that image in your head. You can yeah. never, yeah. in fact, you, you probably just say, skip it all together. Find something no. else. No. Once you have Ew, I'd robot. have to move. Okay, don't you think, now you're being silly. <laughs> I would not feel safe anymore. It's not like he broke in. I would feel in, totally Okay, you understand out. he didn't break in. I don't house. care. Okay. He violated that, I mean, he crossed so the line. So you're saying if the exterminator, who's really the only person who ever comes in our house, is yes. the exterminator. If the exterminator came in the house and you were in the other room doing something and you went into the bedroom and he was in there sniffing your drawers. Boo. You would, you would have to move. I don't know. You're tougher than that. Come on. I, I got to say, though, the last exterminator that came was a little socially challenged. Look, I'm not. A little bit. I, I appreciate the work that exterminators do, and in no way am I criticizing He was very them. thorough. But there, you're not always. Most exterminators aren't quite right. Uh, uh, that's he just was a like fact. Noticeably off. Well, what I'm saying is, most people who become exterminators are a little off. They're a little not right. I guess so. Have you ever Maybe met building one? Building inspectors have are you ever, too. Have you Yikes. ever met? Well, no, I don't think all building inspectors. I think have I ever met special. one that wasn't off? Is that what you're yes, asking? That's me? my question. Have you ever met an exterminator uh, that, if you met, let me put it this way: I have never met an exterminator that, if I saw him outside of the extermination business, like if I saw him at the mall, yeah. And so I said, "What do you think he does for a living?" I would always say, "I believe he's an exterminator." Okay. What about Mike, the exterminator from? The show The Exterminators. He looked rather normal. No. None of those guys look rather normal. The one that's always in a, a button-down show? Oh, no, no, no. I, I, I know what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about the one that wasn't really a show. It was just an, one big advertisement for a particular yeah. exterminating right. company. Yeah. Yeah, he looked normal. But, of course, you know, everybody, he was more of the suit behind everything. Everybody that worked for him. That's true. You would look at them and go, you're an exterminator. And... Now all the exterminators that listen to the show are going to no, boycott the show. They're going to get mad at I've it. I've said before, I appreciate the work they do, but it takes a special kind of person to want to do that job for any length of time, and that person is easily identifiable on the street. That's all I'm saying. Much like a mechanic or other kinds of jobs, there are some people who usually kind of go, I know what you do. And they all have that specific look. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. 
All right, you got anything else over there? I don't. I'm going to go play with the robots later. Move around. Whatever. It's okay if I play with them, though, right? Well, yeah. All right. I was just saying. They're different. I'm just saying. Don't get all upset. That's why I play with the robots. I didn't know if I was on the list or not. I didn't see whether I could check it out. But all right, what's the calls? Where can they call us? They can call our Google line at 214-267-9899. Email. Show at gmail.com. Thank you, Amazon, for being my sponsor. Don't forget, you can jesusblueberry.com, overspodcast.com, leave us a review at iTunes. You know what to do. All right, Cam. We're not there yet. Hi, this is Thing One. Thanks for listening to my parents' podcast. Why not take a second to review their show at talkshoe.com? And I'm Thing Two. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe to the feed at www.arewetheryetpodcast.com. This is Thing Three, signing off for all of us at Are We There Yet? Vote for us at podcastalley.com. 